The accounts shared on this podcast, including this episode, reflect the guest's thoughtful recollections and opinions of experiences perceived and occurring over many years, including childhood memories, which may be fallible and limited by perspective and trauma. Persons may have different memories regarding certain events. Most children who live at an orphanage dream of the day when a kind adult will walk through the door and adopt them into a family. But when that day came for the three Archibald boys, it was their own biological father who came to take them away. Unlike the other orphan kids at Buckner, the Archibalds, Ken, Mike, and Richard, had parents. And this chapter of their story reunites them not with their father, but with their long-lost mother. Yeah, and I guess we probably just had our suitcase from Buckner, and it just went straight from there to the Continental Trailways, and Dad said, your bus leaves this time. Uh, See you guys. Oh, so you didn't go back to Margot. No. You went to Arkansas. Welcome to an episode of Caval that highlights a sweet time in the Archibald boys' lives. So y'all got on a bus and went to Arkansas. We did. And where did you go to? Little Rock. We uh, we lived Aunt Mary. We we didn't. That wasn't like we were living there, was it? Well, I don't think it was. No, I don't. I think it was. It wasn't a like temporary. They were, it was. It was summertime. Restructuring your memory can be hard when you've lived as many places as the Archibalds. From what they can remember, Ken, Mike, and Richard were passed back and forth between their Aunt Mary and their mother, Joy, in Arkansas for a while. To the boys, Arkansas was like the Beverly Hills. Their Aunt Mary lived right by the Arkansas River, where they would watch huge boats go by. And their mom lived and worked at the nearby Albert Pike Hotel. Yeah. She had the restaurant downstairs, and that's where right. she worked. She worked at the cafe, and we had, she had a room. I guess that was part of what they gave her so. for work. and. Uh, she had a boyfriend, Clark, uh, and that was a pretty neat place. Me and Mike had a pretty good time running around that place, I remember, because it was, uh, when I see The Shining, it kind of reminds me of it, because mm. it's like it had different levels, of course, uh, but there was a main, like, each level had a balcony over yes. where you could look in the middle, mm-hmm. and uh, it just seemed so fancy to me. Mm-hmm. And it, it probably kind of was, but to me it seemed real fancy. And we would go over to, was it Osco's? Or yes. The, the, the little five and store. dime yeah. drugstore uh-huh. across the street. And we would uh, we would kind of walk out with some Batman and Robin dolls. Uh-huh. And we didn't have any money, but we got them. Okay. And then we would... Yeah, uh, see, Buckner had done as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you learned a lot. Yeah, we did. And we would, uh, you know, because they had the capes. And we would, like, throw them off mm. the balcony and watch them fly down to the ground. No consideration whether it landed on some old man's head. No, but those were fond. Those were good memories. The time eventually came for the boys to leave Arkansas, but they took these memories with them. 
Their mother was moving to East Dallas, and their father was living in an apartment alone while he was separated from their stepmother, Helen, for a time. Neither one of their parents, however, could take the boys into their home. Mike's and Richard's memories are a little fuzzy during this time period, but they know that their mother was still struggling with her mental health, and there was something going on in their dad's relationship with Helen. So they went to live with their uncle. Well, you know, we we had we had come back from Little Rock mm-hmm. that summer. I don't. Do you remember them giving another go for us to be at Margot? I I don't remember. We may have gone straight to LD and Carlos. I think we did. I do too. We went and straight and lived with them in Rockwall mm-hmm. Trailer House with your dad's oldest brother. You got it. And his wife mm-hmm. and family. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So you lived in Rockwall and went to school there. Yeah, I was in third grade. Mike was in fifth grade. Okay. And that's when you had Mrs. Huffaker. Right? Yes. Okay. Who was your teacher? I don't remember who my teacher okay. was, but I was in the elementary school when it was open mm-hmm. yes. concept, yes. you know? Uh-huh. It's like it was all Yes, I open. remember that. Uh, Man, I... Yeah. I remember uh, starting this school right there in Rockwall to where Rockwell wasn't too far from their previous home in Mesquite. On Thanksgiving break, they went to visit their mom at her new place in East Dallas. Mom still struggled with with addictions. She could still have mood swings and not necessarily where I was scared anymore. But um, anyway, we gave it a go over in East Dallas, really, uh, almost downtown Dallas. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're over in the Swiss Avenue area. Right. We're over not very far from Baylor Hospital, mm-hmm. and we're living in a, it's just a two-story apartment complex. Mm-hmm. I remember it being long, so maybe 10 units on the bottom and then 10 units on top. Okay. And in the very middle, there would be a stairway that lets you go up to the upper part. Yes. And uh, Mom had her 66 model Ford Falcon. It was white. And... Uh, we would we would stay with her at this at these apartments. It had to have been some sort of holiday time, because I don't remember checking into any school while we were living with mom. And so it was like right. an extended amount of time. We were it. I'm not for sure. It was exactly. a break. It was it was a break, and we were staying with mom. And uh, Rich, you remember just all the other kids. And we would just, we would get, literally get Ooh, a, yeah. a, 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 what, a Coke can? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, a can. It was a Coke can that we would just kind of squeeze. Mm-hmm. And we would have that parking lot. It wasn't a very big parking lot, but we would play. I, I'd say they were Mexican kids. Mm-hmm. And we started learning a few, well, at least one word, Pasala. 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 That just meant give me the doggone Coke can. I want to shoot. So Pasala. Pasala. And then we kick it like soccer? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so, yeah, I guess, you know, it was soccer again. The familiarity of being back in Texas was soon interrupted by an unfamiliar figure. I remember just waking up one day, and I knew something was kind of weird with Mom. And, of course, she had this, we were, I guess, on the couch. And 
I don't. I they don't, had their own bedroom. Okay, so you know, I, I, don't, I don't. I'm not calling this guy dad. You know, and I don't. Who's they? Paul. Okay, so there's someone named Paul that lived in his the mom's apartment boyfriend. as well. Okay. Okay. Oh crap! They may have got married. I think they might have. I think they got married, Rich. I do too. I think I should have been calling him Pops or something. <laughs> Other than Paul. Maybe his name was Raul, but I was calling Bob's. I don't know. Mom would go to work, and Paul would go to work. He was, I don't remember ever communicating with this person, do you? No, I don't. But I don't ever remember being scared of him, necessarily. No, me neither. He just kind of didn't bother us. Yeah. I thought, you know, you know, Dad's got this other maniac. How bad can mom's maniac be? <laughs> yeah, no, he, was, he was fine. He wasn't like overly friendly, but he wasn't mean. No. So we would just play soccer now. But but I don't know how, I don't know what, how, were we in the car when she got? Yeah, so mom was needing, uh, uh, I don't know what the pill was. It was mm-hmm. something Some like Darvacet, Preludin. Mm-hmm. I remember all the names that she would say she had to have. And so we went down Gaston to like a Mott's pharmacy where you actually pulled off of Gaston right up against the curb to park. So when you were backing out, you were backing out to a full street. And I remember mom saying, stay in the car. I'm just going to be a second. And I remember her going in. I remember it being like a minute or two, maybe longer. And she came running out and saying, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Mom cranked the car up, backed out. She started booking. Next thing I know, I see the cops behind us, oh and we are full throttle downtown Dallas. My mom just wheeling that Falcon everywhere she can go. <laughs> Steve McQueen, bullet. Steve McQueen, baby. Eventually, though, uh, she pulled over, and um, they arrested her for uh, she had written a false prescription, mm. a trick that she had done many times. Oh, wow. But the the doctor that she, that she had used, she actually had stolen his prescription pad. Mom could emulate anything. Uh-huh. Well, it just so happened that that doctor had died a month before. And the pharmacist who obviously had knew this doctor said, this ain't right, and called the police. You know, today they'd probably just say, man, get that out of here. What are you doing? You know, but she came running out. And we got arrested. She got arrested. And the cops put, um, I believe it were the three of us. Or maybe just me and you. I can't, I don't remember. I don't remember. Can be. I don't either. Cops, drugs, and car chases. The Archibald boys were back to their normal. But I, I just, I, I have one memory of that place, and that's it. So the cops were taking us, and uh, I remember they had the Dallas Cowboy game on Thanksgiving on the radio. Mm. And so oh, the cops went, did? The cops had the game on the <laughs> right. radio. So you, and it was Thanksgiving Day, and you went to a shelter or of some sort. It was, it was, yeah, Dallas. <laughs> Dallas Children's Shelter is what I remember it to be. Yeah. Juvenile shelter or whatever. It was. Yeah. Well, that's an intense Thanksgiving. Not a good one. No. And so I guess uh, 
but yeah, it was it was there. Did the dude try to give you a bath too? I mean, he did give me a bath and was kind of weird with me. Uh, so maybe that just took over everything else because that's really all I remember okay. about the place. Because that was creepy. That was creepy. Uh, but I I have no. It's like it's just blank. Do you me. remember your mom getting arrested? No. Okay. Wow. I don't. No, that's just gone. It's okay. like I don't remember the police car. I don't remember riding in the police car. I just remember Pasala to I'm in this bathtub mm-hmm. okay. in the shelter. I don't. Wow. And then I, I don't remember anybody getting us. Obviously, they did, but I don't. Somebody picked you up. Do you remember who picked you up? Yeah, uh, my dad and Helen did. Okay. And they looked like they were very festive. I mean, they were very up in a great mood. They were obviously getting along very well. Helen was very nice. Well, come on, boys. We're going to go home. After this brief visit to the juvenile shelter, they barely evaded going home with Helen. Their father was repairing his relationship with Helen, but he decided to let the boys live by themselves while he was on the road as a trucker. We were in another trailer house, and uh-huh. Dad was still trucking. So it okay. was pretty much Ken, Whoa. me, and Richard. By yourself. By ourselves. Much. Dad oh, would leave wow. us money or he would buy us groceries. There was nowhere we could go to a store nearby there. No. Mm-hmm. Ken didn't have a license. No, there's nothing out there. And boy, did they have a ball. And I do think that's, at the time we were in the trailer house, there was no one with us. Okay. And I was in school, but I don't know how much we went. We, we... I remember signing Dad's name on my report card. Uh-huh. Ken and, did some finagling for us, too. Yeah, and, I mean, we, we had those, remember those, they, were, they weren't Encyclopedia Britannica, but we had those books. Do, do you have any idea what I'm talking about? They were hardbound books, mm-hmm. and they were like adventure. They are like things you could do, <clears throat> and we would build like little plywood, oh, yeah. like little boats out of like just, I don't know where we got the hammer and nails and wood, but Rockwell Estates, there was just kind of wood just laying around, but, uh, and we would try to make things, I would, out of what the books were showing. So that was my school, uh, and listen to Charlie Rich and Behind Closed Doors on the, uh, dad's box that he had had maybe made. Uh, I, I don't know, but. I think he won it. He won it, okay. In like a raffle. It was a pretty cool it record player. Oh, it was. And it had, it had a radio inside of it, too. You open that yeah. top thing, it had a radio, or it had the the LP player. How did Sydney. you function? How did you, like, if you have no way to get food. I'm, well, I'm sure we he, had he left us food. With, he left us okay. with food. Like frozen, the kind of frozen dinners that were, yes. when it was all foiled. Okay. Yeah. TV dinners. Day, TV dinners, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I can, I can remember, but speaking of school, okay, this is monumental. So this would have been toward the end of uh, 75, 1975. So we're getting close to summer. It's probably April, okay? I am in, man, dude, I think I'm in sixth grade. Mm, it's April 75, you probably would have been in fifth grade. Fifth grade, okay. Uh, yeah, you would have been fifth okay. grade still. 
So anyway, our class, our class had the highest attended class of the fifth grade. And so we got to go to Sandy Lake Park. Oh, yes. Yeah. And and what was so interesting about it, though, is that eventually, I know I got caught because I had skipped 13 days in a row. Uh-huh. <laughs> Literally, I did not go to school for almost three weeks. Uh-huh. And Dad found out about it. And he came, he, he came in from a road trip or whatever. He got there and, you know, Dad always would threaten us, just bust your butt. Oh, you're going to get it. Oh, wait till we get home. You know, and it was almost like mental terrorism. You yeah. know, Dad's going to. That was worse. It man. was, man. It's like, just do it. Just do it. Just get it over with. And uh, I remember Dad said, he never spanked me, but he got me to school that next day. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that very next day that I walked in, after being out for 13 days, yeah. was the day we went, went to, to Sandy Lake Park. <laughs> and, and I remember walking in and they were going, okay, everybody's ready? So for once again, great job on having the highest attendance. <laughs> and I'm just sitting there. <laughs> I'm high five. I don't think the high five had been invented yet. But I'm high-fiving everybody, and I brought the whole class down. <laughs> the free rider. So I, I enjoyed my day at yeah, Sandy Lake Park. Oh, that was funny. Good stuff. After some time, they moved into a house with their father in Rockwall on Perch Street. Okay. I think, I think he just said, we're going to get out of the trailer. I, I'm sure he was renting it. Didn't want to, I don't because I don't, he didn't own it. Right. And then we went to the house, and this is the first time, other than, other than Hula, where we had lived in a house with Dad, other than you know Margot, but but where it was just us, right? You know what I, mean? mm-hmm. um, I think that's when he he brought in Debbie. I, I that's the first time I remember her. So who's Debbie? Debbie, I don't know where Dad met or found Debbie, but she was a live-in maid. Okay. Uh, and I think they had kind of a relationship. Okay. Uh, but she would basically take him to the industrial or wherever he would pick up his truck to go on his long-haul truck driving. and Because okay. she kept the truck, the pickup. Oh, okay. And she would take care of us, do things with us. She was probably, what, 21, I'm guessing, 22, 23? Yeah. She was yeah, young. She was. Wasn't much older than, than Ken. I mean, I mean, quite a bit, but, yeah. you know, not she was much. She's an adult. An she adult, was an adult. But, but young. And, uh, I mean, she took us to see Jaws. I remember that. Uh, anyway, that was that was good. Right. And with Debbie, there was there was some uh, structure. Okay. Uh, it was... You did go to school when she yeah, was there. Yeah, it was... So yeah. Yeah, so when, whenever... We left the trailer. I think we went right to Perch. In in that house. I, that was a cool house. That was a nice time for me. It was a nice time at school. I loved my school. Rockwall School was great. Uh, Debbie was tremendous. And I, I literally can remember being in that little living room there in Perch when she came in. And I swear, Dad, was. we were talking to her. I mean, literally, he was trying to just do all the right things by having someone come in, and we would meet them and whatever. 
I do remember she had shorts that I think covered her middle portion of her buttocks. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I remember. No. I remember thinking she was very pretty. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so Richard's a little younger than I am. So yeah, I'm third grade, I guess. Yeah, but she was pretty. Uh, so yeah, she she did that. She just took care of us, and uh, we didn't have any really more school events where we were not mm-hmm. going to school. The the second that we got to Rockwall, uh, basketball season had already started. Just it, they were just practicing because that's mm-hmm. and. I was in PE, and Coach Wisdom was our PE teacher, and we just played pickup basketball. That's all we did. And Coach Wisdom was a really good basketball player, and I was I could I could challenge him, and so I was always the captain of the kids team, and he he picked like the chumpy kids, and so it made the best kids play him and 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 the chumpy kids, and he just told me he said you need to you you need to play basketball. And so Coach Blythe was our head coach. Uh, and uh, uh, I'm sorry, his name was Coach Bland. And uh, so Coach Wisdom got me hooked up with Coach Bland. And I remember uh, it's as if he knew where I had been. And because uh, uh, I told him in seventh grade I played at Avery. Mm-hmm. And then I had just played at Buckner, and the kids didn't have a clue what it But I just remember him being very encouraging, and he would take me home sometimes in oh. his own car after basketball oh. practice to perch. I don't know if Debbie maybe wanted to do something more than just be a nanny or something, uh, because then Anne, Debbie's mom, uh-huh. became our live-in. Okay. Were you still on Perch? No, she was our live-in on Ridgeview in Mesquite. This okay. is right off Galloway and Ridgeview, just across 80 on the okay. South Mesquite side. So you've changed schools again? We haven't gotten into school, but we are about to, yes, okay. because we finished in Rockwall. And then you came to another school in Mesquite. Yes. Mm-hmm. That is a th- third Mesquite school? We are counting, counting Mike's... Uh, Right. Balt Springs experience. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Did you tell us who Ann was? You already Debbie's told us mom. Yeah, yeah. Debbie's okay. mom. Okay. And uh, so I guess that's how Dad found Ann. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there was no relationship like that with Ann, uh, between Dad and Ann. Uh, but Ann was not Debbie, but she was she was okay, you know. <laughs> what do you mean she was okay? <laughs> well, I really liked Debbie. I mean, she was like... Well, Debbie was... She was the coolest. Well, Debbie was young. Dad, to me, was old. I, I know, I mean, he would have been, you know, 33, 34 years old, but she was 21. Yeah, she was young, yeah. And so what started off as a maid relationship turned into something else, and then she said, I don't want you to be, you're my girlfriend, you're not going to be my maid. And so then Ann starts becoming, well, okay. well, my mom can help do this. And next thing you know, Ann's there, and... Oh, she was great. Okay. I mean, I, I didn't... Yeah. She just wasn't Debbie to me. That's all. Yeah. She's fine. Yeah. Uh, and she had snakes. Mm-hmm. We had pet snakes. And, you know, you'd get the mice at the at Townie's Mall. Yeah. At the little pet store. I guess, yeah, Townie's Mall was there. And uh, we'd get to watch them uh, 
remember we'd watch this. We want to stay up and watch the snake get the mouse. Oh yeah, and it was a king snake. So in other words, it would trap the mouse and and then it would wrap around it and just strangle it. Like a king cobra. Yeah, I mean it would just and it would and you just see little mouse and go. Oh. And and we were going ah eating our popcorn just watching this show man this is great, and then the uh, then it would turn yeah and its mouth would open wide enough to take in the mouse. Mm And then it would just slowly move down. Mm. And you'd see like the mouse mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. middle of the snake, mm-hmm. a big old hump there. Mm-mm. Anyway, yeah. that was neat. And then she got a, and there was a pool in the middle of the, it was like a townhouse is what it was. Oh, okay. So it was people, it was like apartment, but not really. And there was a pool in the middle and we, do you remember going to the pool? Oh yeah. I, I mean, ruined a few uh, Mesquite Public Library books at that pool. Did you? Yes. Because uh, that library wasn't far. So okay. we could literally walk from. It was Ridge, quite a walk. It was a, Ridge, it was a cruise. You could do it, and we did it. All the way to Grub Street to go to the Mesquite Public Library. We had our own car. I would get Encyclopedia Brown. You would get whatever. And uh, I didn't know you had trash and books in there. No, I didn't trash them, but I, I remember stressing out because I, I got them all wet. I knew I had to take them back to the library. But uh, I don't think everything anything ever happened to it. You probably but, have like a but I, I remember, $1,000. Yeah. I remember that pool. Though after seeing Jaws, uh, me too. That's oh, what I'm, and I, I'm like, mm-hmm. well, how could mm-hmm. there be a possibility that a 25 foot great white shark would make it through some sort of water system and be in this? But I'm looking for shadows. Yes. We knew it did. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Even though it had a light, and there was really, we could be out there swimming and wouldn't cared. But I, I, I wasn't going to jump in the water in the daylight, much less the day, uh, not time. Yeah. After parenting themselves in the trailer home, the boys got to spend some time being children again. Debbie and Anne functioned as their temporary mother and grandmother. As things got more serious between Debbie and Mr. Archibald, though, Helen put an end to that. So so you're cruising along with Anne, and your dad at some point says, I'm getting married, or I got married, or something. Do you remember that at all? I remember that thing I told you about, about there being some gathering and, okay, okay, we're married and I guess. But before we get there, we had perhaps the greatest run of all time with my dad. Okay. Because not only had we been in the trailer. Right. We had been in the house. Right. Now we're in Ridgeview. Right. and, And at this time, Helen comes up with all of her kids. And this is back in the day when the CB radio was popular. Mm-hmm. Of course, Dad had one, but Helen had one on that brome, blue She brome. did. And, I didn't and, know that. And it had a PA on it. And I remember Richard pulling up all of them, and we're like, where did these people coming from? And he's going, Burgdirk. That was his <laughs> term for big dick. He would say Burgdirk. As speaking to referring to me to, to Richard, I, I don't know what that's that was. They would just go. I mean, it's kind of like Larry going, "I'm your boy," and and and, and Helen saying, "Yeah, boy, Larry." Richard would just go, "Burgdirk," and I'm like, and so they all show up. Ann is not there. Debbie's not there. My dad's there, and a big fight happens in that back carport area. Hmm. It wasn't fight like fist fight, but they were fighting back and forth. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to go back. And 
uh, I remember the man, you know, every apartment area or that has this thing that says, this is the manager, this is the leasing office or yes. whatever. It was a younger couple that lived there and they came walking out. And I was smart enough at this time to know that, that there was a sign that said no trespassing. And I remember when they walked out, I went to them and said, she, that lady, that they are trespassing. Oh. <laughs> and, and that guy just said, hey, you know, your dad's obviously going to work it out and that sort of a thing. But uh, wow, I do not believe that we went back to them at that time. That would have been summer of 75. Mm-hmm. We left Ridgeview and we went to... 457. So you, wow, moved yet again. Did you change schools again? No. Okay, so same you're school. in the same school. So that you have that continuity. Are you with Ann still in these apartments? No. no. Okay, so you're, it's just three boys and your dad is traveling. Yes, he may have gotten a dispatch job. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't remember him being there a lot and doing a lot with us. No, Especially during that moving from Ridgeview during the summer over to Highland Village during the summer. I remember my uh, 12th birthday. Yes, September. I would have received, he bought me, he didn't buy them, he exchanged money for them. He gave me like, I swear it was like 30 to 40 bicentennial quarters. Oh, on the back, it had 1776 to 1976. Yeah. Uh, and um, I remember uh, there was a pool right out. So we're on the second floor. You go walk down some steps, and there was our swimming pool. Maybe it was a little bit further down, but there was always a Coke machine there. And it was exactly 25 cents. And so as much as I was enamored with having all of these quarters in my drawer, man, when I would get thirsty, man, we would just reach into that drawer, get that quarter, and we would go and get us a, a soda. But I, I, I probably typed a few of your quarters. Oh, I, I because I, I didn't want to use those quarters for that machine because they were special quarters yeah, to me. Yeah, they were special. I thought they were so neat. I don't know why, but yeah. I did. Uh, um, and was there a guy named Eddie? Eddie Blonde-haired? No, it doesn't matter. Uh, so is there anything in particular that you remember about living in the apartment complex? Uh, just what Connie Dalton? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say the only thing I remember about four fifty seven is two really pretty girls. Uh, so I mean, it was amazing how just pretty women followed. <laughs> Chick magnet. Not, 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 not that they were attracted to me. And of course, that pool, I could literally be in my bedroom window looking out while they were swimming. I'm like, wow. and, they, and they knew what kind of suit to wear. Yes, they did. I mean, I would literally... You're in what grades? Hey, fourth. Fourth and six. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't even the one that was all hot and sweaty. Rich in fourth grade. <laughs> Rich, get back in the door. Put your pants on for crying out loud. With all of this moving around to different homes, Mike and Richard use each year's Thanksgiving to anchor their memories. They recall their father entering a new relationship in 1975. During all of this, the, the, you know, once again, it's a sports story. The Cowboys were making the greatest, the greatest football season they've ever had. I mean, they lost the Super Bowl that year, but, but they were not supposed to do anything. That, that time when they were playing 
um, the Redskins on that Thanksgiving. We were in the truck. They won that game, but they didn't make the playoffs for the first time ever. So there was no hope for them that next mm. year. But, oh, what a run that was. Um, Dad got a, a legit girlfriend. I mean, it wasn't like it was a 21-year-old maid or it was Helen. It What was her name? Kathy. Kathy. Oh, yeah. Kathy. She worked at the truck yes. place. She was a dispatcher or Absolutely. something. Absolutely. Yeah. So his dad was working for East Texas Motor Freight, or at this time, I don't think he was driving. He might have been doing a little of both, but he was trying to settle down so he could take care of the boy, us. Yeah. Uh-huh. But she had another apartment, kind of like over off a of military parkway, over where near West Mesquite is today. And uh, maybe a little bit further even west on Syene. But I remember we actually went on a, a trip with her oh, wow. and Dad, me, Ken, and Richard. And did we take her Chrysler Cordoba? We took her Chrysler Cordoba. And Dad said, look at this, son, watch this. You see this? Now watch this. And he like took his leg up and said, look, look. And he's flipping his foot now, and the car's still going the same speed. Oh, cruise it had, control. It was the first car that ever had cruise control on it. Yes. It was so comfortable. Yeah, that was a cool, cool car. I remember that well. We went to Laredo. Texas. Good. And then we crossed into Nueva Laredo Uh and we got boots. Yes. There. And I got a, uh, one of those, you could kind of like puppet it. Yes. Little Spanish guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. That is far. We'd go to her apartment. We would have a Sunday, wasn't like after church, but we would go on a Sunday when the Cowboys would be playing football. We'd watch them on CBS with you know, uh, who was it? Phyllis George. Phyllis George, Chris Musburger, Musburger Jimmy the yeah. Greek, Irv Cross. Just the whole crew was there. Wow. And we would have food and just watch during that magical 75 football season. And I thought, this this is, this is, this is going to be the good mom right here. Mm. You know? So that was a good season for you. It was a real good season. In more ways than one. Yes. Very good. And then something changed. Yeah, I don't I don't know what happened if we when we left four fifty seven, did we go back we went we went back I, to Helen's. I, we went back to Helen's. And uh I'm thinking we moved I'm thinking we went back to Helen's once again during the Christmas holidays. And then they were married sometime, what, December, you said, December Oh, 31st. right, okay, yeah, that would make make some sense. Uh, yeah, and that was, that was such a bummer b- because I had me. For me, I, again, loved school. I had friends. Your dad and Helen remarried on New Year's, New Year's Eve of 75, so um, you go back into that home. So what was that like? Back into the mess. I guess we did go back. We did. Because you went to, did you go to range in sixth grade? I did, but we were in the holiday period. So it was was going to be a couple of, maybe a week or so before we'd be back in it. And gosh, Rich, I mean, that was so many different schools that we went to. Yeah. Between... Avery for like a week or a month or and then into Buckner and going to that school for a while and then coming out of a summer and then it was, we were back to Rockwall and mm-hmm. then back to to Ridgeview during the summer. 
uh, and then back to Old Mesquite. I mean, we were literally, I don't know how you did so well in school. I know I didn't. I, I would miss whatever one particular school district would be teaching mathematics primarily. But I do remember that fall of 75 before we're back mm-hmm. to, as Kelly mentioned, that being just a, a beautiful time. And, and I think we actually went to school. We did. I didn't cut 13 it. straight days and, and go to... It was kind of weird because when we would go either back to Rockwall or we would go back to Iron Range, it was kind of like, oh, y'all are back. You know, everyone kind of knew us. Yeah. Uh, and, and for me, it was it was not a good... Thing right. because I was an outcast at Iron Range and right. Helen made sure of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know where I had been able to go back to using Richard. Right. You know now I had to go back to being Dick and yeah, it, it was just it was an identity that was it, it was like here's your identity here here's your identity here and it right. was. It was just weird. You went straight I, back into absolute abuse. Yeah. Uh, it, it, with everything starting again, you know? Yeah. The boogers, the... Uh, I was getting to where I didn't wet the bed. And wow. in the mornings, Larry would come get in my bed and pee in it. And it was every morning. So I still wet the bed. And I still had to deal with all the sheets, you know, and all that stuff. Wow. Uh, it, it was just weird. Yeah. And then I remember, you know, the abuse from them started back. I remember one time they locked me in the closet. And this was, I think it was Richard's closet. It was on it was. the Margot side of the, of the big, big room. room. And uh, I just went, whipped it out and urinated all over it. Inside his closet? Yeah. I said, okay, I'll stay in. <laughs> you know, because now we had had a little bit of yeah, uh, a taste of what normal life and a little yeah. success, I guess yeah. you'd call it. Uh, and so I, I didn't have a choice. I couldn't really fight back because of the size right. differences and right. the age difference. But, but there was a little bit more... Uh, spunk maybe yeah yeah Uh, you developed some confidence right away from them yeah and brought that back and they probably didn't like that confidence Hmm. i would imagine the boys returned to the darkness and chaos of helen's home on margot street but they tried to find the bright spots in that darkness football at iron range was one of them And uh, you were playing football. I was Mm -hmm. playing football for the, um, I guess they were the Vikings. It was the Vikings over there, yeah. Yeah. So I was was in sixth grade playing for that team before we would go on to junior high and start getting real about it. And you Mm -hmm. were were doing your thing, and you were good at it. And and I remember Dad taking us to one of your games. You actually played in an all-star game. Do you remember that? I did at Wilkinson. Okay, at yeah, Wilkinson absolutely. Stadium, and I yeah, got to run stuck. the ball. Yeah, you were great. Several times, yeah, it was good. I mean, for you to always fall and be as uncoordinated as you are when we were just playing, <laughs> I could stand, actually I could stand up on the field. It was yeah. amazing to me. <laughs> oh, but do you that, remember these things, Richard? Oh, oh, these were big. This, this is like when I go out in the grass in the fall. 
Uh-huh. There's a smell. Yeah. And I am on I am on that field. Mm. That one and the Wiley field from when I played for Rockwall uh, and scored my first touchdown in Wiley. But anyway, so, yeah, I remember these things well. And Dad was not going to truck drive anymore, boys. I'm going to get a job as a dispatcher, and I'm going to be home for you. Man, he made a, a legitimate effort. Oh, wow. You know? And I don't remember, like, really getting in trouble then. We we were good as no. far as best I can remember, which was kind of a big deal, I think. Yeah. Uh, but then, and it's all a blur to me that we actually went back, but I do know I went to fourth grade at range and you went to sixth grade at yeah. range. But, and I don't have like specific detailed memory of that. What I remember of it is just the the stark difference in our life Mm. you know it went from I guess thriving Mm -hmm. to being oppressed again all in no time right to being in a school where I was the outcast and made fun of right after leaving Hanby where I was accepted and part of all the groups and right Yeah, it was, it was, that was sickening to me. Yeah. And you had mentioned when you went back into the home this time, you had confidence that you had established outside of that environment. Mm -hmm. So when you came back, it seemed to have been harder because they sensed that. Maybe. And and I, I remember I would start to challenge them and then the hammer would come down. And so it was like, okay, that's, mm-hmm. I, I realized I'm not ready. Right. Not able to really do that yet. Yeah. Uh, but in my mind, I was still thinking one of these days. Yeah. Uh, so, but I, like, I don't even remember what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's almost like the 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 the, the kind of s- disappointment mm-hmm. that went along with going back there and then restarting, and it was just like, a, a, like you pulled the needle off the record and put it back onto the beginning again. Yeah, and it was just more of the same, and it was just kind of repetitive. And it, now in my head, I can't really place mm. because it was all the same mm-hmm. stuff. Their hope of succeeding at school, having friends, and belonging with their peers vanished. And so did their hope of having a father in the home with them. Okay, he went back on the road. He's back on the road. Okay. And I swear to you that I don't know if that played any of his decision, and we Mm -hmm. can do this again. I don't know why he would give up on a Kathy, maybe, or or whatever the relationships he had. Mm -hmm. But whatever drew Ellen back to him or her... (laughs) under his grasp. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he didn't want to do that so he could go back to driving and somebody, because he hated it. He hated mm. working in a chair. Oh. Uh, I remember one time he came home, and he goes, this is what my job's like. And he held up uh, a thing of um, uh, Irish Spring uh, deodorant, or whatever it was. And he just, this is my life now. 
I went, well, what? well, somebody thinks I stink in my chair. Because when I got to work, it was laying in my chair. I mean, he just despised the idea that he was calling other truckers uh-huh. and saying, yeah, this is dispatch. Uh, we're going to have, have you do a run to Sacramento, California. And Dad was like, I'm always on the other side of that. I would be getting the calls. And now he's having to call these people. He loved to be on the road. Okay. That's just that's just what he liked. And maybe Helen was going to supply with some sort of new arrangement. She was going to do better. I don't mm, know. Okay. But we never there. went back into that environment, did we? And think, let's just give us another shot. No, we never. No. We, we knew. We knew exactly, was... like you said, if you lifted up that needle and started that same tune over again, that it's going to have the same exact result. Mm-hmm. I never thought it would be what it ended up being. Yeah. But. So you went back into that environment, and it's 76, and you go through the rest of that school year, and your day's the same. Is it worse? I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I know that there was a time when I had grown up a little bit and mm-hmm. become a person and Helen did not like it and would tell me things that I'm not mm-hmm. as good as I think I am or I'm not you know or make fun of me for having friends mm-hmm. uh, but I, I just because I still wanted to have contact with people right. that I knew from... I made good right. friends quickly. Right. It was pretty bad. In terms of just making fun of me for having friends and mm-hmm. saying, you know, the, this is really what you're like. You're an outcast and nobody really likes wow. you. You know, That's not... Yeah, welcome back to reality. To say it right, yeah, Yeah, welcome back to to what is real, Uh, and I don't know when that it's confusing because Mm -hmm. really, I mean, they got remarried, and I think I knew that at the time because they had that little silly ceremony thing that we mentioned, yeah, yeah. But I think it was turmoil from then on. Like, I don't mean just for us, but I mean constant between them. Oh, yeah. Because there was oh, okay. separation together, separation okay. together, which is why we lived all these different places within. Well, I do know that uh, we were older. To your point, we had experienced the greatest fall that we had ever had, really, that mm-hmm. I can remember. Yes. As, as a growing kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember it. Definitely being a harder pill to swallow back in that environment. Number one, I, I'm older now. Uh, so standing at the table while I'm eating, when I was younger, didn't, okay, we just don't have enough. But now as I'm older, I can say, well, you know, some other people could probably stand right. up. The boys had slowly climbed to the top of the roller coaster, but now they were on the edge of the fall. Learning what was normal, what was real, and what it meant to grow up was just short of impossible during their childhood years. But they pressed on, muscling through each challenge as it came. 
you for listening to this episode of Kaval the Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it and that you will subscribe, download, and share this on your social media pages and with your family and friends. If you find yourself in a desperate place, it is our desire that you would be able to borrow hope from those who've gone before you and shared their stories. They have exemplified the meaning of Kaval learning to wait during difficult times to find an eventual positive outcome. I can't express my gratitude for my head writer, Rebecca Gray, and audio engineer, Meredith Douglas. I would not be able to do this without you. For more information, please visit kavathepodcast.com. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful day.